The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Well, there's been the dust settling, a little bit of it anyway. The Raiders making some moves. Un-frickin'-believable. I'm still in shock. Show 3-7. Well, Raider fans, it's been a while. I've been waiting for the dust to settle, so, well, let us not delay. Let us see what's on the show of this day, and here it is. Tuck this. Tuck rule finally gets thrown out. Of course, after Mr. Davis would have probably sued their ass. We'll hit on that. Burn it to the damn ground. Burning it to the ground. Reggie McKenzie's going to burn it down to build it up. We're going to hit on that. That is the big news. Shocking free agency period for the Raiders and the Raider Nation for sure. <laughs> We're going to scratch a little bit on the draft because it's right around the corner. And then the bone line, which is always epic. <laughs> At least for me, there's a lot going on, so we better hit on it right now. Well, with all due respect to the New England Patriots and the NFL, you could just tuck this baby. Brady out of the shotgun again. Three receivers right, one left. He has Redmond to his left out of the gun. First and ten. Woodson showing blitz. Woodson comes. Here he is bearing down on Brady. Calls the football. Beacon dives on the ball. The Raiders have the ball. The Raiders take over as Charles Woodson came on a corner blitz. And he rocked his former Michigan teammate, the guy who lockered only two stalls away from him in Ann Arbor, and knocked the ball away. And Greg Beaker dives on it. And the Raiders take over at midfield. The Patriots are out of timeouts. The Raiders are 143 away from going back to the AFC Championship game. What a huge play by Charles Wilson. And and the thing about it, uh, Greg, is that I don't know that Tom Brady saw him coming. And he was coming from the, the, his right side, which is not the blonde side. All of New England. All of the nation saw Woodson yeah. coming. The play is going to be reviewed, though, Greg. Uh, why? You know, it's upstairs. Upstairs is going to review it whether it was a foul or not, I guess. Well, this, is, a, this is the replay, people. It was his arm coming forward? Well, his arm, uh, the official on the on the field said it was arms coming forward. We didn't see it. We haven't seen a replay yet. Now, the, re the field call was there was a clean fumble. Right. Uh, hold on here. Walt Coleman, the referee, is going into the monitor booth. Here it is. Brady's back to pass. And no, no, that's a no, fumble. No, 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 that's a now, fumble. The crowd's reacting because he pumped. But yeah. he, 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 he's, that's a fumble. That is a fumble, and Beekert recovered. They're all reacting here. They're showing it on their diamond vision here. Brady pumps. He does bring it yeah, forward, he, but that's not to pass the ball. And then I think he comes to a stop, yeah. and then Woodson hits him. This will be... This will be a fumble. The Raiders will take the ball, in my opinion, Tom. Yeah, it's not that he didn't. He st he stopped his. Uh, he pumped it. He pulled. He was pulling the ball back. 
he was not going to throw the ball. He was pulling it back, and then and then Woodson hit him, and it came out. Now, he was not looking to. He was looking to throw the ball, but with his arm coming forward, he's pumping, and then I do believe he uh, still came to a stop. In any event, that's a clean fumble. Woodson with a tremendous hit. What a call by Chuck Bresnahan to call that corner blitz. And Woodson had him all sized up. He pounced him. Beekert hit it off his right knee, then had to dive in the snow to come up with it before it was recovered by New England. Yeah, the, uh, the Pats are anticipating that they're uh, going to get the ball back because they sent their offense back on the field just to get ready. Well, this but, which is smart on their part because they, they get ready because the, the clock will start right yeah. away if they do rule it a, uh, well, an incomplete. No, it won't. It will be ruled an incomplete pass. That's right. So time would be out. I, I, I take it back. Well, th this decision is going to be everything. And again, his arm is coming forward. And in my opinion, that's not a pass. He pumped the ball. Yeah. I think Walt Coleman's going to keep it. Raiders ball. This will decide the football After game. Walt Coleman. The, play, the quarterback's arm was going forward. It is an overturn this. I don't Walt believe Coleman that. is going to overturn this. I don't believe that. Well, after a decade, of course, and after Mr. Davis is passing, because you know he would have got some attorneys fired up for this one. The tuck rule. That's right. You know, just when you think it's safe to relax and not think about these nightmarish situations that's happened to us in the past, they come blazing back right into your melon. <laughs> and there it is. First, we had to endure Super Bowl 37 and all the references thereof and that whole debacle. And now it's the tuck rule. Funny, you know, uh, Coach Fisher, uh, when he was asked about this particular thing, said this. It was a bad rule. It was a fumble. Let's move on. And of course, Bella Cheat, <laughs> the hoodie, just said this. The rules are the rules. And the Raiders said, of course, adios, tuck rule. It was quite a, uh, well, it was what it was. It was a nightmare. I don't want to relive it. I know I had to just for the time that it was making the news. And, uh, well, I'm just getting sick and tired of this kind of press for this team. So I'm glad we can move on. I'm glad the tuck rule is gone. So the next time we do this to Tom, we break his hand and get the fumble. Incidentally, Bob Kraft abstained from voting on this particular rule change. And I think that, uh, well, I think that's some bullshit and shows no class. And as a matter of fact, that he can kiss the craft between the cheeks of my ass. That's what I think about that, Mr. Kraft and the tuck rule. My goodness, it's about damn time. Well, Raider Nation looks like Reggie is going to burn it down to the ground. That's what I got to say. Because this place, it's on fire.
It's like a fire sale, that is. The 2013 Raiders offseason has been anything but, well, <laughs> remarkably, uh, amazingly scary. Uh, let me put it that way. I mean, yes, there's a lot of people that are very excited, a lot of people that are very scared, a lot of people that are very pissed, a lot of emotion going on here with the Raider Nation and this particular offseason. Because... <laughs> You know, it really didn't go anything like we thought it was going to go. I mean, really, think about it. There has been a ton of things that have gone down, and it's crazy. We, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I freaked out for a while, but now I'm back to normal. I understand that we had to get rid of Darius Hayward Bay, Michael Huff, but Dave Tollefson. I mean, I understand that all those things had to, to come to pass. But Philip Wheeler, Desmond Bryant, Brandon Myers, Matt Shaughnessy, and Mike Mitchell. Those are big surprises, man. Those are big surprises. Those are humongous changes. And then some positive things. We re-signed Philip Adams. I think he was a good player last season. Coy Francis was okay as well. And then they signed defensive tackle Pat Sims to a one-year deal, $1.5 million. And they went out and got defensive end Jason Hunter for another one-year deal for seven or 15000 I think another stopgap. Now, linebacker Kaluka Mayavia, I think that's how you say it, Three-year, $6 million contract. I'm thinking this guy's got some talent. Nick Roach, linebacker from Chicago. Four-year, $13 million contract. That's no joke. Roach has got to bring some pedigree to that middle linebacker and be the replacement for Merlando McClown. Linebacker Kevin Barnett. Two-year contract, 5.25. And defensive tackle Vince Walker, one-year, $2 million deal. That seems to be a pretty good pick as well. And, of course, the biggest news of this entire offseason, re-sign offensive tackle, Mr. Fallstart Khalif Barnes. Thank you very much. <laughs> a lot's going on, man. A lot's going on, and a lot needs to continue to go on. What about Carson Palmer? What about that position? That's a key position. Now, Tyvon Branch got a restructured deal, but we're not hearing very much about Carson's deal here. We could see Terrell Pryor sooner than we think, perhaps. Maybe this is the whole reason the Raiders are interested in a quarterback in this draft. Hard to say, but there's an awful lot of dead quiet in the Raiders' facility at this time about the Carson Palmer situation. Even when they talk about him being the guy, he's really not the guy. <laughs> so true. Dennis Allen says it himself. For now, he says, Carson Palmer 
is the starting quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, but we encourage competition, of course. Welcome back to PFT Live, staying in the AFC West with Raiders head coach Dennis Allen. We had a chance to talk to GM Reggie McKenzie at the scouting combine, and he suggested that the quarterback position and all other positions will be subject to an open competition. Do you envision any specific guy as the starter right now? Well, I think as we go into the offseason program, you know, we're looking at Carson Palmer being our starter. Uh, but we want to try to create as much competition as we can uh, within our football team at every position. And I think the better we're able to do that, uh, the more competition we're able to create, the better we're going to be. Is it a given, Coach, at, at this point that something has to be done with Carson's contract, given that $13 million salary, and in light of what we've seen in the free agency market this you year know, with the numbers going down? I don't know that that's necessary, necessarily a given. You know, I'm not going to get into specifics of contracts or anything like that, uh, you know, but uh, we're going to do whatever we feel like is necessary to make sure we put ourselves in the best position, again, to have continued success. How attractive is Terrell Pryor's skill set to you, given what we've seen now in the NFL with the evolution of the read option and quarterbacks who are mobile not just horizontally but vertically? Well, I think he, he has a unique skill set, and I think that is a, an attractive quality. Uh, you know, Terrell's one of those guys, and I've said this before, I mean, you know, we're looking for him to progress. We're looking for him to continue to get better. The great thing is he's continued to work every day to try to get better. Uh, and he's doing the things that are necessary. Uh, he's still a young player, still got a lot of development to, to go, but uh, the good thing is he's working extremely hard to get there. Now you've got a defensive background, and it seems like every defensive coordinator, every defensive coach is obsessed with coming up with ways to stop the read option, stop the pistol. Are there specific things you're doing from a personnel or coaching standpoint getting ready for the season to counter that? Well, I think you always got to pay attention to what the trends are in the league. Uh, and obviously that's one of the trends that, that teams are, are, are going to, uh, a little bit more of the athletic quarterback, more of the zone read, pistol formation type of things. And, and really it gets back to a lot of option football principles from a defensive standpoint. So uh, one of the good things that we've got on our staff, we've got a couple guys that, that we were able to get out of the college ranks on, on the defensive side of the ball. And so uh, they've got a lot of experience uh, defending against those types of offenses. So that'll be something that we're going to continue to look at as we go throughout the offseason program of, of you know, having the ability to, to uh, really fully understand how to stop these type of offenses. And, and is it a matter of coaching or is it a matter of finding the right guy who's able to not fall for that, that choice, make the right choice, or if he does pick the wrong ball carrier can make the adjustment and go get the guy who actually has it. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, personnel and, and, and having great players, uh, that makes great coaches, you know. So uh, one of the things you got to look at is obviously what type of personnel that you have. I think one of the things you got to look at as you get these more mobile quarterbacks is, is beginning to be able to get some more speed onto the field. Uh, you know, whether it be from a secondary standpoint, a linebacker standpoint, guys that can really run. And, and I think that's one of the things that you got to look at as you move forward from a personnel standpoint, uh, as far as your philosophy is concerned, is making sure you got enough speed on the field. Well, the Oakland Raiders continue to try to move back to the postseason. It's been a long time. Dennis Allen brought in last year to get it done. Tell me, after one year on the job, what grade would you give yourself for how the Raiders performed last well, year? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not into A, B, C, D, or, or or whatever you know letter grade you want to give me. Uh, what I would say is that you know uh, we still got a lot of progress that we got to make, and uh, this is something that that we signed in. You know, we signed on for the long term. We didn't sign on for one year deal uh, or two year deal. We signed on for the long term, and what we want to try to establish is we want to get the Raiders back to prominence and get the Raiders back to where they're one of the teams that's. Uh, got an opportunity to be in the tournament every year. Uh, it's a process that we're going through. Uh, we're committed to doing whatever it takes to get that done. How hard has it been 
to make the roster the way you want it, given the contract, salary cap ramifications? I just get the impression you haven't been able to change the team the same way you would like to. Well, I mean, obviously we face a lot of challenges coming in with the lack of draft choices, uh, the lack of salary cap move, uh, and our ability to make a lot of moves in free agency. Uh, as the process has gone on, we've gotten the ability to do a few more things. And so, uh, you know, that, that's part of... That's part of what we got to try to do, and it's just one of the challenges that we that we face, and everybody faces challenges in this league. And given the challenges that the Raiders specifically are facing, what do you regard success for the coming season to be for the Raiders? Well, hey, listen, I, you know, I'm not going to worry about what the final outcome is. My my pro, my deal is, I want to work on the process. Okay, I want to work on let's make sure we're making the right decisions uh, and compounding good decisions on good decisions, so we can sustain success throughout. Uh, for a long time, uh, and not worry so much about okay, what's this? What's this year entail? What's next year entail? Let's worry about getting this thing done the right way, so we can have continued success. Before I get too off the subject here, let me just say this: if in these moves, there's been a lot of shakeup, a lot of salaries cut, a lot of money. I think we're nine million dollars under the cap at this point. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, NFL.com at Rap Sheet. Ian, what are you hearing with the Oakland Raiders at this point? I know they've made some moves with uh, the linebacking core, Nick Roach, Kevin Burnett, also bringing in Vance Walker, who started nine games for the Falcons. Do you expect any other movement in the near future? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, Rhonda McLean is, is obviously on the trading block. I think they'd, they would love to get something for him uh, and really have no urgency at all to trade him. You know, they would like to, but as far as the timeline, there really isn't one. Sort of just let it play out, and you know, if someone trades for them, they do. If not, they'll, they'll cut him. He's not going to be on the team next year. Um, and uh, you know, so that sort of, to me, epitomizes the rebuilding that this team still faces. You know, I mean, a lot, even the guys they acquired, sort of, you know, more low risk, uh, sort of efficient signings than anything else. Ian Rappaport, uh, good enough to join us. NFL Network, NFL dot com. You can follow him on Twitter. At rap sheet. As far as McLean, let me go back to that for a minute. Why haven't they released him? Is it something where they're still trying to recoup some of that money because at the end of the year they they had a, of course that issue with him? Why wouldn't they have already parted ways with him? Well, I think you want to see if you can. Well, there's two reasons. One is you want to see if you can get something. You remember, I know you know Rolando has taken a ton of criticism before his offseason problems because he struggles in coverage. Uh, you know, it just hasn't quite been what, what everyone hoped. And then, you know, obviously the off-the-field stuff is just, you know, inexcusable. But he's very talented. I mean, he is, you know, I, remember I covered him in Alabama. I got to know him pretty well. Uh, he is an unbelievable talent, and he's one of the smartest players I've ever come across. So if you can get him right, you know, he's he can really help you. you just got to, you know, he's got to stop going home to Decatur and, and falling into trouble like he's done. And, you know, he's got to get his head on straight. But I think, you know, he'll help someone. So if you can possibly get, you know, a sixth or seventh rounder for him, you know, maybe a team comes up comes up short in the draft and you say, all right, well, you know, we need a linebacker. Well, there he is. Um, and the other thing is, you know, I don't <laughs> – I think inside the Raider organization they're not huge fans of Rolando McLean. So, you know, there's no reason to – trade him now and let him get acclimated. You know, it's no urgency. Sure. When it's convenient for you, not when it's convenient for him. So, here we are. 
We got a whole new team. We kept Kelly as well, which is amazing to me. And so the rumor goes we are going to go to the 3-4. We're going to start the 3-4 because of look at the linebackers we're getting. It looks like the 3-4 all, or what they call a 5-2 ostensibly, you know, the Tampa 2. You know, this defense is very, very good. It's very versatile. But it does take a few years to get used to it. So, well, you know, we got to hang on for that one too. But it should improve the defense, I'm hoping. With Coach Allen, I'm really hoping. Now, Reggie McKenzie's got the fire sale up. Signs are everywhere. Players are dropping like flies to go other places. And the biggest example of that is Shane Leckler just recently leaving for the Texans, by the way, his hometown, Houston. Yes, well, and in his interview, now you got to understand players have to say things about their new team that are positive and how they want to make that transition. But it does seem to me that Shane Leckler as a little bit overboard with that bull crap because as bummed as I was to see him go, once I read what he said about he wanted to be there four years ago, but Al gave him such a good deal that he was here, but he couldn't wait to go there. I mean, for someone who collected the check and bitched a whole lot, it doesn't seem to me that he's given the Raiders the credit that they deserve. They've made this guy what he is right now, and the fact that he's drooling over going to the Texans and not saying a whole lot about leaving the Raiders and what they did for him and and how he he's bummed that he couldn't make it happen, you know, that changes my whole view of this particular loss to a good riddance, nice talking to you. Shane, I hope you enjoyed the paycheck, partner. He did play good football, but, man, look at what he says about, you know, moving to the Texans. For me, it was a bit disturbing. And Reggie McKenzie's burning it down, and it looks like we're going to do, like I said, the 3-4 defense. That's just the beginning. We do need cornerbacks. You know, we need defensive tackles. We need a big-time defense. We got some linebackers. We'll see how this thing works out. The Carson Palmer thing is the biggest mystery here on our books. We have to see how this house is going to work out because this is going to be the key to our draft, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think so. You know, to me, the, the biggest thing is what's going to happen with Carson Palmer. Right. You know, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he's not on the Oakland Raiders next year. Um, you know, I know they'd like him to take uh, – either pay cut, restructure, help make that deal a little bit more palatable. And, you know, he's shown in the past he does not care about money as much as a lot of other guys. You know, I don't get the sense he would particularly mind trying his hand somewhere else. So uh, I'm interested to see where where that situation ends up. But, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a member of the Oakland Raiders. As far as the, you, you mentioned Carson Palmer, as far as three, and, and obviously – about any time is the lying season, but as you get closer to the draft, you know you never know what's legit and what's not. But as far as like a Geno Smith, 
I don't know that the Raiders are interested. Maybe they are. You would you would know better than I. And then as far as a team like Arizona at seven or Buffalo at eight or the Jets at nine, would they have legitimate interest and could the Raiders leverage that three pick or is Geno Smith not in the conversation that high? Uh, that would be pretty high for Geno Smith. Uh, that would be really high. But, you know, he's a quarterback. Uh, he's got a good arm. He is very smart. And he's shown flashes of being a great player. So if you fall in love with him, you know, then you could justify trading up. I keep hearing the Raiders, you know, love Sharif Floyd. And they haven't really made any secret of how much they love him. So, you know, you could trade the pick. But, you know, you wouldn't. I wouldn't think you would if you – if the Raiders love Sharif Floyd, the defensive tackle from Florida, as much as I think they do, then they should just pick him. Because unless you're trading to four or something, where you know the team who's leapfrogging you is, is not going to take him, um, you know, then just take the guy you want. I mean, it's it's really hard to find a good defensive tackle who is active, who is disruptive, and who plays really hard. Those guys are like, you can never find them. So, you know, you get a once-in-a-decade type player, then... I think you'll probably just take them. Great stuff. Ian, as always, uh, appreciate your work and appreciate a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. You got it. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, NFL.com, at Rap Sheet. So we got to let the mad scientist, Reggie McKenzie, do his thing. Coach Allen, I'm still skeptical on this guy. Quite honest with you. I know we have to go behind him because this is, I mean, we have to be behind these guys. I understand it. But. I'm telling you, the proof is in the pudding, and I need to see some more pudding up on the plate up in the house up in here. And that means wins. And this is the beginning of your 2013 Raiders. Let's hope that things get better this year. Four wins ain't cutting it for me. I'm sure it's not cutting it for you. Let's hope it happens. Let's hope it gets better. It can only get better from here. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, Ritter Nation, it's very, very close to the end of the path to the draft. (laughs) I love it! On the eve of the draft, there's many questions that need some answers. Let's talk about it. In the NFL draft, the Oakland Raiders select, 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 select. Well, Ritter Nation, at this point, we all know it would be best if the Raiders could trade down and pick up some draft picks. At the number three spot, it still looks pretty tenuous. However, the Cardinals might be interested and maybe a couple other teams. And if that's the dynamic here, then I mean, I mean, then everything caution goes to the wind. We don't know who we're gonna get. Arcavius Mingo, I mean <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of names there. Uh Star Lutulele. Uh but really it all boils down to whether or not we're going to keep Carson Palmer. I think that is a big dynamic that really hasn't been talked about at all. You know, we all got a kind of a surprise awakening this year when it came down to who was going to be let go in free agency. Cause I know I sure as hell 
didn't expect three quarters of the team to be gone. So instead of a, a lineman like Star Lutulele or even perhaps Burkarius Mingo, I'm sure I destroyed that name already. Barky Vias Mingo. We might go for a guy like Geno Smith out of left field from West Virginia. Now, he's projected to go a top 16 pick, but really his pro day and his combine and all that other stuff pale in comparison to his film. He is an okay quarterback, I believe. But here's the number one thing I know. He's a pocket quarterback. The guy is not the scrambling, you know, runner that is supposedly the hybrid of the new NFL. Geno Smith is not the the typical run option quarterback. He is a pocket quarterback just like Carson Palmer. However, we'd probably get him for a lot cheaper, <laughs> I would say, and we'd have him for a lot longer. Yep, I think that could be the big surprise or the elephant elephant in the room. We'll call it what you will. I think we might go quarterback, and it might not even be in this first round. So, you know what? That's the cool thing about this year's draft. We don't know who the hell he's going to go for. I hope it's defense, however, because defense wins championships. hoo That's what I'm talking about. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. All right, let's hit the bone line. There's some new callers. There's some blue callers. There's some piss callers. And there are some happy-ass callers. Just like always here in the Raider Nation podcast, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones right here. Don't forget, www.raidernationpodcast.com. Get on there. If you want to send me an email, please do. Check out the site. Randy does a insanely great job putting it together. Get on there, people. Give Randy some props. Uh, send him an email. Dash us an email here. But best thing of all is the bone line. Get on it. Don't be afraid. Ladies, I'm calling you out. You know you know how I do. All right, who's our first caller of the show? And our first caller, a guy that makes a whole lot of sense, man. This is Raider Joel, and he's from Maryland. What is happening, brother? Yeah, Raider Greg, this is Joel calling from Maryland. Uh, first, I just want to say I think you're doing a fantastic job, you and uh, and Randy. Uh, always look forward to the podcast when it comes out. Gives me something to do while I'm driving my hours to work. Um, but I just want to comment on this whole free agency thing. I know yesterday I was super pissed that you know we we're letting everybody go. You know we're not signing anybody. We're not really doing anything. And the only news is we've restructured uh, Brazil's contract uh, until today. I found some information on, I believe it was Pro Football Talk, that was talking about the dead money. And it was pretty interesting to see how we still have like 27% of our salary cap is tied up in in contracts either for people that don't even play for the team anymore or it was just old contracts either from Al Davis from years past or, you know, maybe the one that Reggie McKenzie did last year with Tyvon Branch. So it's nice to see that he's trying to get rid of a lot of his dead money and, and wasted uh, contracts, stuff that we have going on. But at the same time, you know, it it sucks that you know a lot of our good players are, are leaving to go to other teams. 
And I don't know whether they're going for more money just because it's there or they really are overpaid talent um, in the case where um, Philip Wheeler got the, the $15 million guaranteed from Miami. Either way, you know, it, it's nice to see that hopefully we'll be doing better. I just really hope we don't suck. Um, love your podcast, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I'd have to say a lot of the Raider Nation freaked out when this started to come down. A lot of things were discussed, but not this. No one had discovered that this could possibly have happened. And lo and behold, we got no players. We really do, though. I think we're going in the right direction. We'll see. We'll see come training camp. That's for show. Uh, one thing that bothers me, however, I wish they'd have done this all last year. There's probably a lot of reasons why they didn't. But I still think we wasted a year. If we if we could have done this last year, we would have been a lot further ahead. And, uh, well, I don't know the details, but it would have been better for me and for the team. <laughs> that is for sure. Thanks for the call, man, and the props. And next we have Raider Derek from Missoula, Montana. Man, the Raider Nation, it stretches, baby. I know it's cold there, brother. What's happening? Raider Nation, what's going on? It's Raider Garrett from Missoula, Montana. I am not even I'm not even pissed anymore. It's it's all fucking over. Only thing our team needed was defense. The only thing we needed. Anyone who was out there talking shit about Carson Palmer, you don't know what you're talking about. Best quarterback we've had since Gannon. Offense was doing fine. We had our issues, yes. We were doing fine. Next thing I hear, Philip Wheeler gone. Michael Huff, gone. What the fuck? The best players we have on defense are gone. That's the one thing we needed to work on. I can't, I don't even know what to say. Taylor Bay, I'm not even pissed about. Fuck him. He wasn't that good. We could get someone better. Put in more for someone. But this is fucking ridiculous. I can't even believe it. I'm reading this shit live on fucking NFL, whatever the fuck I'm watching on my phone, and I can't even believe it. The one thing we needed, gone. I just, I hope the draft does something for us because clearly the guys running this office do not know what they're doing. I I don't even know what else to say. Best of luck to us in the next few years. Heard a guy earlier saying 2015 and we're going to be looking good. This rate, 2020. Ugh. Anyway, best of luck to the Raider Nation. Love you guys. Take it easy. Uh, yeah, I can agree with you on that. How about Matt Shaughnessy? <laughs> that one blew my mind. I mean, there there's some players that we really should have kept. And there's players that we still have like Rolando McClown and Kelly. I don't know. But uh, Allen is walking a tightrope in my book. But we'll see, man. Who knows what's going to happen before we get to camp. That's what we'll be able to see. And when we see what's there... <laughs> you better believe you'll be able to see exactly what we're going to be doing this year. There'll be no doubt about it. And that is true. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, a longtime caller, Raider Knuckles out of Las Vegas. Very nice, man. What is happening in Sin City? What's good, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Raider Knuckles out of Vegas, man. Uh, off-season, uh, just uh, waiting to hear some news out of Oakland, which uh, fortunately there is none yet on us signing anybody, uh, just losing players. 
<laughs> look, man, the thing is, like my little rant, I never was sold on Reggie McKenzie, dude. I just, I don't trust him. I don't think he's making the right decisions, and it doesn't seem like he's putting much of a fucking effort into building a championship team. I mean, for instance, when he allowed Greg, Greg Knapp to be our OC again, come on. I don't know about anybody else, but that sure the hell was a red flag to me. But, I mean, everybody say, you know, we don't have much of a salary cap, blah, 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 blah. Look, if you had any kind of wisdom, and this goes for the coaches too, you would work best with what you're given. Okay, and I'm going to say this. I think we're sitting on something that could be a, a key to our success. I mean, to real prior. I think we should, we might as well take a risk. When you're at the rock bottom, that's the best time to take a risk because you have nothing to lose. You know, we might as well start him see how he does, okay? And now by saying that, I'm not bashing Carson Palmer. I'm not saying he's bad at all. But sometimes there is a particular leader or player or something that will light the offense up or defense, whatever have you, you know, and end up putting a fire in this team. Yeah, Palmer was good, but I don't think he had that fire. Maybe Terrell Pryor, as far as we know, might have it, but for some reason he's not being started. Now, my my theory on that is, I hate to say it, but Denver was having a shit season, and then the next season started off shitty for them. Then they started Tim Tebow. I mean, as shitty as a quarterback he was, for some oddball reason, they still made it to the playoffs. You know, they were shitty the year before and the next year playoffs? Come on. Then again, I don't know – if anybody realized, did, did anybody predict at the beginning of last season that Kaepernick was going to be the one to take San Francisco to the Super Bowl and not Smith? You know, so that, I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe we should take notes from what these teams are doing. They're taking risks. Maybe it's time for us to take a risk, you know. See what works. Play it out. But, you know, as far as this coaching and, and Reggie McKenzie's decision-making, man, I'm not sold on it yet. You know, we'll see what happens this season, but you know, it's been nine seasons too long, man, and we're watching other teams pass us by. And I'll always be ready for life, but, man, this is getting a little discouraging. So, I don't know. I pray for the best. Raider Knuckles and Vegas out. Well, my friend, the door is left open because the Carson Palmer issue is still not being realized. We don't know. Could be Geno Smith. We could go in and draft someone. Uh, could be someone drafted later in the rounds, but I, I do think that this is a key factor that we don't know about yet, and it is yet to come out of Alameda. So let's stay tuned because it could happen any second or not happen at all, and Terrell Pryor will be the starter. Who knows, man? Stranger things have happened. This is... A definite weird place for the Raider Nation because usually we depend on Al to pick the fastest and strongest guy no matter what. Thanks for the call, brother. And next is my very good brother, the King of Fresno, man. This is the man. Jaime, what is happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on, my brothers? Raider Nation, what's happening? Raider Heim, the Colorado Bakersfield. 
Hey man, I'm just calling in. Um, I guess on the this last podcast show, the 368, a lot of my brothers um just kind of got hurt because of what I said about Terrell Pryor and shit. You know what? I like the boy, man, but you know what? He's not ready, and I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be straight up. I'm not apologizing because I don't apologize for what I said. But you know what? It's just a plain fact. He's not ready right now. Yeah, we're in a rebuilding stage, as everybody says. But you know what, man? I'm going to tell you one thing. We're not fucking Seattle. We're not fucking Washington. We're not those fucking queers across the fucking bay. We are the fucking Oakland Raiders. We do it our way. And how have we done it every time we've been in the Super Bowl with the fucking veteran quarterback? So you know what? Let's just leave it at that, all right? We are we make our own fucking destiny. We don't copy nobody else because you know what? Davis he made it clear we're a, a unique organization. We're not like nobody else. We carve our own path and we don't fucking copy anybody. But it's just been fucking possible. Right now, Gerald Pryor is not ready. So I can go off all kinds of shit, but. I'm just going to put it like that. You know what? I'm not apologizing for what I said and put it like that. Either He's not ready. We're going to go with fucking with Carson Palmer unless we fucking draft somebody else that's, that's a little more, more of a pocket quarterback. But you know what? I spoke my piece, man. You know what? You air it. You air it. If not, that's fine. But um, I'll be seeing you guys at the game this year, man. Love you guys. I'm out. No, you don't have to apologize, man. There are people on the, on the side of Carson Palmer and on Pryor's side. And, hey, we could, you know, who knows this year? I mean, there are years past where you had a good idea. But with Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen, who knows what the hell's going on? Because at this point, we don't even know if Carson Palmer is going to be in the building. So we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. Oh, well. Whatever it is, we're going to have to roll with it, partner. And I know you will. Hey, man, Raiders all day, no matter what. You know how it is. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, the man. You'll recognize the voice, but let me introduce Money Man has spoken. Raider. Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Greg, I know you see it going down. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I tried to tell y'all, but y'all wouldn't listen. But I'm going to put this in there right quick about my boy TP. I hear y'all still talking about him, talking about this game. He had an excellent game. The game was damn good for him. Y'all want to sit there and holler. He can't throw the ball. But if you go back and look at the tape, you can see that when he was throwing the ball to Pro Bowl, tight end slash fullback slash everything, Marcel Reese, what was Reese doing? Dropping the damn ball. So what does TP do in return? He's like, well, hell, I got to let these fools catch the ball. So he tried to take something off for him to catch it. Don't receive he really trusted with Rod Streeter. You saw what he was doing. Man, y'all watch the game while y'all say he ain't got no arm. Boy, I got a big arm out there, and he going to show you, man, when you get in game condition, when you ain't got to worry about the receiver catching the ball, just watching next year. Just watch. But, hey, I'm going to get on this topic about what I've been trying to tell y'all 
about Dennis Allen, man. Dennis Allen. Mark Davis don't like the man. He know how he holds TP last year. He said trying to go down again this year. He ain't having it. You see why he trying to get Mike Holmgren up in here right now. So he's going to put a stop to this nonsense. He thought he was hiring a good GM in Reggie McKenzie. Reggie McKenzie ain't done a damn thing but missed on key draft picks, key free agents out there on the street. Like, look at Trendon Holiday, for instance. We had a chance to get Trendon Holiday for the Denver Broncos when the Houston Texans released him. And what he do? Let him go wide by on the wave of wide and Denver picking up and the boy running wild out there. And the damn fool's weak, I ain't doing no more running into each other. So that's right there with a stupid move by Richie. There's a lot of them, but I ain't going to get into them. You know who they are. But I'm like, come on, man. We brought you in here to get some players up here. You ain't doing the job. Don't dig what you stick us with. You go out there and hire dumbass Dennis Allen and this idiot bringing some damn coaches that don't do number no screw the team up even worse. Yeah, he had to fire four of the guys. I'm like, think about it. Firing four guys in one year that you brought in, you could have kept the ones that were here the year before. They didn't do nothing to make the team worse. And you think Mark Davis going to put up that bullshit again? Hell no. He already pissed from last year. And this year, no, it ain't happening. Just watch and see what I tell you. It's going down, Raider Greg. You ain't got to believe me. You're talking about conspiracy this that I always be bringing up. I'm telling you, man, Dennis Allen screwed Terrell Pryor last year and screwed a few other players, too. He screwed David Osbury. David Osbury both been starting in front of sorry-ass, slow-footed Brandon Miles. He had no reason being in front of him. No, it's not happening. And then Matt Giordano, oh, my God, come on, man. She didn't even be on the team, let alone on the field. But he had his sorry ass back there in the secondary getting burnt up every week. And no, it ain't happening no more. Mark David trying to build something here. He got to get the right people in here. These idiots here, dumb and dumber, Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie, they don't get to act together. They out the door. And saying that, I'm out. First, let me say, man, I love your calls. I love your calls. love your passion. And I love your theories on the way things are going down. I tell you, I do not trust Dennis Allen. I think he's stupid. I think McKenzie was dumb for bringing in the whole coaching staff and not making changes. You can't be in that much of a hurry. And then at the end of the season, Allen, Coach Allen even said we didn't really evaluate the players very well this, this offseason before the, before the season started. I mean, what? What do you mean by that? What do you mean we didn't evaluate the players before we started the season? I mean, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think he's going to be here after next year, honestly. And if Reggie's here, I'm going to start calling him Veggie. If Veggie's here, then uh, I'll be surprised because I know Mark, he's pissed. And he better see some improvement. And I mean right away. I'm liking the moves to save the money. I'm liking the restructuring. We're talking about players here. We're talking about players here. Good call, brother. Thanks for the call. And next, my very good friend. Haven't heard from him for some time. 
but he's back. We got Pennsylvania Raider. Hey, what's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Haven't called in a while. Just calling to see what's up with the Nation. Listen to the last uh, two podcasts, man. Listen to the last two bone lines, man. What is going on? We are turning against each other. We got to remain solid. This is exactly how the Roman Empire fell. Everybody turned on each other, and then what happened? It fell. We must stay united. This is just what the NFL wants. They want us to turn against each other and bring down the Raiders. We can't do it. I know we've been in the rebuilding stage for about a decade now, and I get it. Everybody's frustrated. I get it. But, you know, hey, hey, we should be used to it by now. So I'm just throwing it out there. Everybody just chill out, be calm, you know, just relax. We need each other now more than ever. we got to stick together. So, you know, everybody just calm down, stop fighting. It's, it's going to be okay. We can't turn on each other now, especially now. So with that being said, let's just look forward to the season. We'll get through it. I will say this, though. Um, a big debate out there is like, you know, oh, like people that are for Palmer and people that are for Pryor, and they're getting angry at each other. No, Palmer is the real deal. No, Pryor is the real deal. I'll give you my personal opinion. I think they both suck. I think they're both terrible, but that's just me, you know. But anyway, like I said, calm down, chill out. Season's coming. we got to stick together. Pennsylvania Raider, and as Raider Chris would say, I am out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, there is a voice of reason and calm. <laughs> Throwing it out there so we can all calm down. I think I think enough time has passed since the big chopping and hacking is more the since we were hacked. <laughs> I think that word is appropriate. Ah <laughs> oh, gosh. I think people are starting to know or feel, okay, going through those stages of grief, we're finally at acceptance. So we're going to accept it and move on, but we got some things to, to see coming up. Let's hope that it just gets more better. Thanks for the call, man, and thanks for the positive vibe. And next, we have a first-time caller, Raider Jess from Ohio. man. What's happening in Ohio besides freezing cold driving rain? <laughs> just kidding. Not really. What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy? First time caller. Uh, great show. Love you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Yeah, man, I'm just fucking disappointed. This is Raider Jess, by the way. Um, living in Ohio, grew up in L.A. But dad used to take me to all the fucking football games all over the place. Went all the way up to Oakland after that. Watched them. Watched after that stupid-ass Super Bowl when I was about 12 years old. Man... I'm going to tell you what, guys. Whoever, I'm going to go back a couple weeks, okay? There's a guy signing on the podcast. can't remember what, what his name was, but he said, what, there would be nobody to play for the Raiders that are on the Niners right now. No one. I tend to agree with that, man. Who, who on our team would play for the Niners? Who, like, I, I, really, I really decided to sit down and think about this. Who on our team, besides, aside from 
Marcel Reese, maybe, and Tyvon Branch. Now, the Niners got Deshaun Goldson and Dante Whitner. So, they need reactive and distinctive safeties. Tyvon Branch is a great tackler. You know, he'll get in your face and he's going to make some of the tackles that some of our NF linebackers can't. Aside from those two guys, I don't see anybody. <laughs> a lot of guys calling in saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. Well, it's the truth, man. Our team is ridiculous. Second of all, I guess there's uh, stuff coming out saying that uh, Carson Palmer doesn't want to restructure his con- his contract. That's bullshit, too. He's probably going to get cut soon. I don't know, man. I don't believe in Terrell Pryor. A lot of these guys come on this bone line and talk about how Terrell Pryor is the next big thing. He had one good game. We haven't seen anything from him. I mean, yeah, he was good in the red zone. But what, what was he doing aside from that? Besides, I mean, he's, he can make plays with his feet. I get that. But what were some of those balls thrown? I mean, people people come on here. I've, I've watched high school quarterbacks throw the ball better. than That's not his style. Those are just pure ducks thrown in the air. <laughs> Nobody does that in the NFL. People talk, yeah, you were right, Raider Greg. You were right when you said that he's no Colin Kaepernick. He's no Russell Wilson. You know why? Because those guys have really good throwing arms. Russell Wilson, he's great. Throws accurate. Colin Kaepernick, he's got a rifle. He's got a rifle, and he's almost six foot five, and he can run. Troll Pryor, he's fast, but it's just going to be ducks, man. It's just going to be the same old thing. We're going to go back to it. It's going to be like Aaron Brooks, Dante Culpepper. You know, like, what do we want to do? We want to go back into that? We want to go back to to that style of football? I mean, we want to take two steps forward, one step back? I mean, yeah, it's not looking good right now, but you think Troll Pryor with his young talent is going to take us to the next level? I doubt it. I say we should just, you know, stick. If we have to go with the kid, go with them this year, you know. Maybe we'll go 2-14 and 14 and we'll get a pick at Johnny Manziel next year, you know. Bring this franchise around, but <laughs> other than that, man, I don't know. But that's all I got to say. Next time, Raider Greg... Well, my good brother from Ohio, that's right. We don't have anybody that can play on the Niners. As a matter of fact, that's why we flushed the team. Can we get a flush, Randy? (laughs) Anyway, yes, Terrell Pryor will probably play all season because I do not think Palmer is going to sign. But you know what? This is a transition. You've seen it happen before before your very eyes. The team has to start over. Let's hope that we go in the right direction here. Good call, my brother. Thank you. Lo and behold, I call out the ladies. And what do I get? I get, of course, the Raider. Viach. What's going on, girlfriend? Raider, Randy, Raider Greg. Yes, I said Randy first. It's Raider Bitch. Or, as you say, Raider Biatch, since you won't say my name. 
I can't not call in after tonight's announcement that the NFL is reversing the motherfucking tuck rule. I won't, look, we all know <laughs> you're the fucking ball sack of the fucking NFL. Any way they want to fuck us over, they'll do it. It's not just enough to say, hey, you know what? The Raiders have three rings. They should have had four that year, but let's go ahead and fuck them over. And let's just pretend now that all of a sudden that fucking snowball game, which I hate fucking seeing every time, there's a call that could be a forward pass. Fuck that shit. Guess what? At least we want to replay that every year. But we'll still be talked about. If it wasn't for that game against the Patriots in the snowball, then the tuck rule wouldn't have been reversed. Yeah. Raider Greg, thank you for your updates because you give us more insight. I now know that we drafted some three crazy-ass players that were undrafted that we'll see what the fuck happens. We have a team that's literally, I think, average age, I don't know, 17 and a half. I think some of them skipped their... Uh, their birth certificates and may have fudged a little because there's no fucking way we have a team that isn't close to being knowledgeable. Like, we're really, really, really in a bad sitch, but I'm here. Raider bitch is supporting it 100%, but motherfucker, to reverse the tuck rule after all this time? Livid. I know you guys all get it. It's the nation. The nation understands. It's fucking bullshit. As our friend Raider Greg says, love you guys. I love my nation. I am in that point right now as we all go through at this time of the season where you kind of forget about it because you have to, because you know what we're going to get through, but we all know we're here as a nation. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't settle down for the next two seasons thinking something's going to change because we need you, Raider Greg. We need you, Raider Randy. Keep doing what you're doing. We all love you. I love you. Peace out. They should. Right, bitch. What could I possibly say after that? <laughs> Except great call, as always. Raider Biatch. You know, Reggie's doing some wild things. We got some young players, but yay. You know what? Maybe we got some young heroes. Maybe we got some new guys that are going to come up, and now that they have an opportunity to be first and play. And have an opportunity to actually make their money. Uh, We might have something going on here. We don't know. We won't know until camp starts. We shall see. Great visit from the Raider bitch up in the house. Thank you, girlfriend. And next, my very good friend, the guy that travels to the Coliseum, Raider Steve in Vegas. What's happening, my passionate brother? Hey, Raider Greg, it's Raider Steve in Vegas. Man, I am shocked by these cuts today. I uh, don't really care about uh, DHB or uh, Tolson. You know, DHB is way overpaid. Uh, we got plenty of young talent coming up, you know, Streeter and more and those guys. Um, and, you know, we'll probably get some more or, and, you know, one or two guys at some point, maybe late in the draft or through free agency, whatever. You know what I mean? We're fine at receiver. But, man, losing Desmond Bryant and Huff, that, man, and Wheeler especially, man. You can't lose those guys, especially, man. Those guys were supposed to be building blocks, you know what I mean? Like, they were going to give us hope or, you know, 
they just cut them, man, or they couldn't hold on to them, I should say. I'm, uh, I don't know, man. At this point, like, they've already, they lost any building blocks we had other than, you know, some of our young draft picks like Burris and those guys. They lost those guys. They couldn't re-sign them due to cap constrictions or whatever. And uh, I love Palmer. I'm a Palmer fan, but this is how it's going to be, and they can't restock this roster, man. They should just cut Palmer right now and just fucking write next year off as a waste, a total waste, and let Pryor do his thing, man. Because if we're going to go down, I'd rather go down with Pryor. You know what I mean? And I don't think we're – I don't know, man. Barring the greatest draft ever, I just don't see it happening, man. I mean, I'm excited because it's going to be young and, you know, we're going to have all these new players and everything, and it's going to be fun to watch it build. But it's rough, man. This sucks. I mean, I just don't see much happening next year. I think we're going to be in the bottom of the division easy. And if that's, if we know that now, cut Palmer. Let's go with Pryor. Even though I like Palmer better, I think he has the best chance to win. I just don't see us doing anything next year. So I'm out. Well, my brother, I think that's the plan, really. I mean, honestly, the plan, the best plan would be to cut Palmer I mean, that's why the building blocks were cut, too, because we couldn't keep them because the cap was not friendly to us this season. However, if we cut Palmer next year, we'll have a lot more room. And with our terrible record, which I think we'll have, we'll be able to pick up a real number one quarterback and start building from there on the offensive side of the ball. Call me crazy, but I think that's what's going to happen. And I think they are going to get rid of Palmer. I, and I, they might just go with Pryor. I, you know, it's hard to say, but it's looking like they're holding on to making a contract deal for Palmer and giving everybody an opportunity to pick him up. So let's just see. It's strange having that hanging over us, though, brother. Thanks for the call, Steve. And next we have Raider Ularis. <laughs> that was a tough one, partner. From Kansas City, what's happening, my man? Raider Greg, awesome show, guys. This is Raider Ularis from near Kansas City. I just want to respond to Raider Congo on their last podcast. I'm down with the three-year plan for Reggie McKenzie before setting any judgment for him, other than the fact of the hire of Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen should be fired. He should be gone. We should have a new coach right now. The first indication is we're the hire of Greg Knapp and then not taking over and and letting that circus continue throughout the whole season. It was a joke. The calls for Greg Knapp were terrible. He should have stepped in and done something. And then when Carson Palmer goes down, he puts in Matt Leiner. Matt Leiner. What a joke. Everybody knows who Matt Leiner is. He's terrible. He's a butt. He's a backup at best. At best, not even, probably. We should have had Terrell Pryor in there from the get-go to see what he can do, keep him in the game, develop him a little bit. It was hard to watch. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I do like the Steven Jackson idea. Get rid of Bear McFadden. He's not going to play a full season. Let's get up and running back that can play. A good one that'll play all season long. All right, this is yours. I'm out. I cannot disagree with you at all when it comes down to Dennis Allen. 
Everyone's talking about Reggie McKenzie giving him a chance and letting him do his thing, and he's doing okay. I'm all right with that, but I am not all right with Dennis Allen. He sucks. He should have stepped in. He should have made some moves, uh, at least, you know, make it look like he's trying to do something, but he did absolutely nothing. And then the caveat here is at the combine, he says, well, you know, we really didn't know the players we had before we started the season. And to me, that is juvenile, it's irresponsible, and it certainly doesn't show that you're anything of a good coach. I mean, come on, you don't even know who's playing for you? Please. And next we have Reda Joe from New York. <laughs> Rochester, New York, that is. A.K.A. The Tired Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Joe from Rochester, A.K.A. Tired Fucking Raider. Yep, free agency started, but yet again, nothing coming out of Alameda and the Raiders, as always. And no, we're in cap trouble, but shit. I mean, we're doing some just some bullshit fucking moves. I still don't know why DHB is still on the fucking team. Cut his ass. We just need to just start over again, again. But, you know, I just really feel if nothing's going to change until Mark Davis, I know he wants to control the reins and everything, but it's just going to, after two years, McKenzie's going to be gone, Allen's going to be gone, and guess where we're going to be sitting? Right where we're at again and again and again. I know everybody says when Al Davis dies, it's going to be the end of it, but you know what? His son took over, and it's just, I hate to say it, but it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. Tell some real, real changes happen. And I love Amy Trask. You know, she's done everything. She loves the Raider Nation. But hate to say it, but I really think that she has to go as well. But until that happens, you know, who knows. But nothing else to really talk about because, of course, Raiders aren't going to dip in the free agency because we never do. We don't have the money for it. But just want to call and say uh, looking forward to next season. And I know you guys um, travel one game a year. And uh, I'm here in uh, New York and I know the other guy from Buffalo calls in and go to the, every time the Raiders come to Buffalo, of course. And they're coming in 2014, not this next year, but the following year. Just want to see if you guys can make that trip, uh, depending on when the schedule is, so it's not butt-ass cold out here. But uh, that'd be awesome, and I'm definitely there. I'm there every game. So, uh, and uh, go Raiders. I'm out. Well, I don't think Mark wants to control the team. I don't think he knows enough about it. That's why he hired Reggie. Now, Reggie might be gone. Holmgren might be in there like Flynn as soon as Reggie's gone. There could be a changing of the GM, that's for sure. A definite changing of the coach, that's for sure. Other teams have gone through it. Many other teams. So the fact that we think we're going to have it all right here in one foul swoop, that would be wonderful. I would love that to happen. But we might. it might be another GM that takes us to the Super Bowl. Who knows? But I know this. It was a bad hire of Allen, in my opinion, because his coaching staff blew ass. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, we have Raider Dan from South San Francisco, man. He's right around the Kona. What's going on, Dan? I know you make it to the games, partner. Hey, Raider Greg. This is... um. Raider Dan from South San Francisco. I just want to 
commend your show. Great show. I've been listening to the last couple of days, catching up on all these old phone calls. Uh, first-time caller, uh, just want to give my little perspective on the Raiders dynasty or lack thereof. Um, you know, you're completely right. I can give a fuck about who the quarterback is. We need to stop the run. We need to put pressure on the quarterback. We need to hold opponents down to 20 points in order to have a chance to win. Last year, defense was so pathetic. People just crying. Just It was a joke. Fucking McClown and Seymour. Oh, my God. Badass Kelly. Oh, let alone the injuries we have for our secondary. Man. But, you know, this new signing, guys, I don't know if you noticed, but they're all defensive players, so we need some depth. And as far as uh, Reggie McKenzie... I mean, he's doing what he's doing. I'm considering him like uh, Obama. You know, he inherited a mess, and he's trying to fix it. You know, but this is football. You gotta, you gotta win. You have to win. Fuck that, man. You don't win, you get the fuck out of here. But hopefully, this year uh, there's a little bit more foundation in our in our uh, dynasty. Uh, as far as the uh, Offense goes, we need to build that offensive line. We got to run the ball somehow. This Palmer and Pryor, they can't throw the fucking ball. Either one has their weakness. You got to run and then set up the pass. Without a you know a effective running game, it doesn't matter. I mean, either way, you might get some garbage um, passing yards, but at the twenty in the red zone. They're going to all fuck up. Maybe prior might be more effective, but I don't know. That's McKenzie call. Either way, we have to go defense on the draft. But uh, that's about it. Great show. Keep it up. And I will talk to you later. Fantastic call, my brother. Loaded with some wisdom and some great thoughts, by the way. You know... I totally agree that defense is where we need to be. But, you know, I know he couldn't pay Shaughnessy. I know he couldn't pay Wheeler. And I honestly thought they were looking for a way out because they didn't like the way the team was run last year by our coach, the defensive guru, Allen. You know, he had good players. He couldn't make them play. Seymour gave up literally uh, halfway through the season, if not sooner. Kelly never gets started, and he couldn't motivate that fat slob to do anything anyway. So, <laughs> you know, our defensive line is is depleted. We need defense. And so we got to do, do all we can on that. As far as our quarterbacks go, you know, we didn't have a running game last year because we had the idiot coach. We had the idiot line coach. We had the idiot coach running the team. Bad coaching all the way around in my book. So let's hope he gets some better players because then we'll see for sure if the coaches or the players cause the problems this season. Thanks for the call. Keep them coming, brother. And next, my very good friend. I love this guy. He's the surface radar. This guy is loaded with wisdom, man. Check him out. 
rate of great accreditation. Um, it's the service rate calling over from England. Um, I've been looking at what's happening in free agency. Um, I, I like some of the guys who come in. Um, I think I think there's some potential there. Not too much money's been spent. Um, you know, I, I kind of like what they've done. Uh, distressed by some of the talent that's gone out of the team. Uh, I think some of our, our best players, and to be honest, some of our previous drafts have just gone out. Uh, I understand that we don't have a cap room to, to keep those guys. Um, and they were going to cost money because they're good. But, you know, being no doubt, there's there's some real quality that's gone out of our team there. Um, thinking particularly on the D-line. Um, so, replaced by unknown quantities. If that works out as well as it can, um, then it might be okay. But we, we have taken a hit there, definitely. Um, I just wanted to put a thought out, or I thought out anyway, about the uh, the number three pick quarterback situation that I know people have been discussing. Um, I, I would be dead against us taking a quarterback with that number three pick in this draft, and, and there are two reasons for that. The first one is that we've got a young quarterback who's to an extent an unknown quantity. Uh, I'd like to see Pryor playing some more, because if he works out, then we don't have a quarterback problem. Um, and, you know, I'm a fan of Palmer's as well. You know, he's an aging quarterback. He's not, he's not the taste of the future. Uh, but, you know, he's going to be serviceable for a while longer. And the guy's the first guy for 10 years to throw 4,000 yards. Now, people turn around and say they're you know, a lot of this junkyards. But, guys, there's no point in the 60 minutes of a football game where the defense just wrap their tits in and stop fucking playing. Uh, you know, all, all of, there's no cornerback in the league who just lets a few go over for shits and giggles. Um, yeah, he's, he's putting the yards up. Yeah, he's thrown some bad interceptions, but he was playing in a, in a shitty scheme as well. Um, and I'd like another year to see what Palmer can do, and I'd like that interspersed with a bit of prior time. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to see where we're at. And that's why I don't think there's any point taking a, a quarterback now, because if prior works out, we didn't need to take a quarterback. And if he doesn't, the odds are we're going to have a high pick next year. And there aren't any outstanding quarterbacks in this draft, so keep your powder dry, and you know, let's give the quarterback situation a year, see what happens. Um, and I think this year coming up is, is going to be a tough year to watch as well, actually, for, for us Raider fans. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, in fact, I think it's going to be, it has the potential, if, if things don't line up, to be like having a fucking pineapple shoved dry the wrong way up your ass 16 times in a row. That's what it could be like. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the power running scene could come back, D-Mac could click, Palmer could get over his interception problems, and, and the defense could gel and we could be kicking ass. So interesting, we could go one way or the other. Um, anyway, yeah, as, as always, it's going to be fun to watch. What I would say is don't, don't hate on the players, fellas. Uh, you know, they're all professionals, and with the exception of a, a couple of guys, um, they're all out there playing hard. And what I want to see from the team this year is not necessarily wins, though, you know, obviously we always want to see that. What I want to see is effort. I want to see the head coach getting this team playing hard for 60 minutes of every game. And I want to see that, that kind of head down, it's not going well, Tommy Kelly fucking attitude dropped out the window. Um, so that, that would be my result for this coming year, would be um, a team in rebuild, playing with the right spirit, because I think it's that that's going to take us places. Anyway, I've probably gone on for too long. Uh, as always, appreciate the opportunity. And uh, Radio Greg and uh, guys, I really appreciate the work you put into doing this podcast. So thanks for that once again. And uh, go Raiders, Surface Raider. I'm out. Well, I agree with you when it comes to you know, trying to look at Pryor, but they don't trust him. It has nothing to do with giving him a shot. They don't like him in camp for some reason. The coach doesn't like him or doesn't want to give him a full shot. I don't know. I think it's more coaching than than player right now, honestly. Uh, our coach did shit last year, and he had more talent than he has this year so far. So I am very curious to see what we do.
Uh, if he can't get these players to play like Kelly, that fat ass, if he can't motivate him, then why do we have a coach that keeps a guy like that around if you can't use him? If you can't use him, why have him? If you can't coach him, why have the coach? So I got my eye on the coaching staff this year. I don't know if we're going to do very well at all. It could be like shoving a pineapple up your ass. And one time would be enough, thank you. <laughs> You're not going to hear from me. Can I have another? <laughs> Great call. Great concept, my brother. And next, the legend. <laughs> my good friend. Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, Randy. This is Raider Maniac. I just wanted to comment on the offseason thus far. Even though we haven't had a lot of money to spend, we've been able to fill some needs and key positions on the defensive line and linebacker not had to spend a lot of money to get them. A lot of these flares, with the exception of two, I've never heard of. But you know what? That might be a good thing. These no-name players might be hungry and ready to something. And they're a big paycheck. We still haven't addressed the corner. That's a major need for us, I believe. I know we're going into the season with Taiwan Jones as an experiment at corner. But, you know, there is some veterans out there they need to look at. I'm kind of, you know, disappointed and happy at the same time that we didn't bring back Awesome Law. He's 35 years old. I know it would be nice to for him to end his career in Oakland, but he's still going to command a lot of money, and we just don't have it. As far as the draft goes, I hope that uh, we can either trade down and pick up an extra pick here or there, or we get the best player available, no matter what position it is. I still think we need to get a young corner, develop that kid, and let him be the future. As far as the future, yeah, I'm still thinking about the future quarterback position, Terrell Pryor needs to get his shot and get in there from week one and go with him. It's time to ties with Carson Palmer. I mean, the guy's 33 years old. I've said it before. He's he's an average quarterback, and that's all he's ever going to be. Terrell Pryor in week 17 showed us what kind of player he is and can be. He showed us excitement. He showed us the determination to get it done. And he got us to the end zone, for Christ's sake. That's something Carson Palmer couldn't even do in two games prior to Week 17. He couldn't even lead us to a touchdown. Terrell Pryor brings the element of the run game at the quarterback position. At least he will give defenses something to think about. For Christ's sake. With Carson Palmer, you ain't even got to think about the run. 
you can just focus and sit back and just rush him and then get to his ass. Well, we need some running backs. We need linebacker, uh, defensive end, and corner in the draft and offensive line. I hope we get those people. Go Raiders. You might get your wish with Pryor, man, because of the way Carson Palmer's working his contract. I don't know, but, hey, I would not doubt the plan would be to go with Pryor and see how it works because next year is going to be kind of a throwaway year. We're all ready for it. We're all thinking about it. Shit, everyone said it pretty much. Next year's a wash. So let's wash out or wash in Terrell Pryor. Great call, man, as always. And next, the man from the city, New York City, that is, Maddie Raider. What is up, my brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? It's uh, Matty Raider, Albany, New York. I got a call in here about the uh, free agency signings. Just saw Oakland picked up Nick Roach uh, today. Uh, it's, I think this is uh, the best signing we've had so far. Um, it's a good young uh, linebacker from the Bears. Um, I think they, right now at this point, Reggie's filling bodies, but I'm liking some of these um, linebackers he's picking up. Maeva from Cleveland, um, Hunter, um, you know, and with the addition of Roach and they got uh, Burris, I think, you know, you're getting a good, solid uh, linebacking core. Um, I also like, uh, even though he was hurt, um, picking up Pat Sims and, uh, again, Hunter from Denver. Uh, these are you know, strong guys. Um, I was reading uh, some boards about these two guys and they're real uh, beasts. Um, Real uh, can plug the hole for the uh, for the run, especially we've been hurting for that for years. Um, was just reading that, looking at Terrence Newman. I know he's a little long in the tooth, but um, that guy can still ball. Um, I think that he'd be a good addition to our uh, secondary. But uh, I know everybody's a little down on uh, Reg, uh, Reggie McKenzie, um, and I, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a bit optimistic. I was. Uh, I think that um, he knows what he's doing, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I was just looking, and he was actually trying to get Sean Smith uh, from the Dolphins, but the Queefs beat us to it. Um, I think he's one of the best uh, DBs that's out there right now. We just didn't have the money. I mean, it's like with Wheeler and uh, Desmond Bryant. I mean, the contracts these guys got, I think Wheeler got like $25 million. Des Bryant got like $34 million. I mean, we can't even, we can't compete with that, but this is why they're the Dolphins and the Browns. They overpaid for these guys and let them go. You know, in all actuality, you think of next year, the, the moves that he's making with this cap space, we're going to have a full draft next year, and we're going to be $60 million under the cap. You know, can you even imagine? Maybe that 60 is a bit far-fetched, but we're going to be very much under the cap next year with a full draft, and, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, Raider Greg was talking about well, the last podcast, uh, Mike Brazell on restructuring. But, you know, I, I can't figure this out. Maybe I'm too dumb. But I guess by restructuring him, whatever, they save money, uh, dead money they would have had had they cut him or whatever. So, you know, I'm not exactly how that works. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to be optimistic. I want to give a shout out to Raiders Edge. I'm really liking his uh, takes. And uh, thanks for representing us here in upstate New York, man. They forget about us up here. So, uh, Randy, Greg, hope you're well, guys. And uh, let's look forward to this season, man. Thanks, guys. I'm out.
We did sign some solid players. There's no doubt about it. The, the linebacker from the Bears got a pretty hefty contract as far as we're concerned. He got the, the biggest contract so far. So I think we're going to have a good linebacking core, and I think we're going to struggle next year. And I, I know that we're going to be under the cap. And here's the, here's the caveat. And I want to thank you for your call, man. We don't, we don't forget about New York. My father was born there, and, uh, well, we don't forget about New York City for sure, man. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot that's going to go down here in the next year and a half. So we got this season. We got next season. Next year, if any of these guys that we've picked up in free agency or the draft become stellar players and 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 we can sign them to long-term deals that keep us under the tra- under the cap. We can keep quality. We won't have to get rid of it next year because we'll have the cap room to keep them. We'll have the money to spend. We'll have the talent that can stay here and then we can add more talent through the draft as it should be. This is the pain of growing in the Raiders of this day. We got to go through it. You know, we can blame Al. We can blame a lot of other situations here for our situation, but it is what it is. We need to clean the house. We need to put some money in the bank, and we need to get our house in order, and I think Reggie's doing that. (laughs) But like I say, I don't know where Allen's fits into this program (laughs) because he better start coaching some shit, boy, because I'll tell you, he ain't done crap as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) At least Reggie is earning his damn money. Alan, step up, partner. A lot more to go on here. We got a lot going on with Carson Palmer. The draft is around the corner. There could be a few more things go down before the draft happens. We shall see. Thanks for all the callers. You know that's the best part of this show. As a matter of fact, a young lady, Barrett and Scott... A couple from Sweden called me on my cell phone today and talked to me about the Raiders. Go figure. Sweden to San Francisco. Talking about the Raiders in the offseason. That is the Raider Nation. Fine people. uh, Great Raider fans. And uh, let me just tell you, it's an honor to have you guys in contact with me, man. I love it. I love the Raider Nation. I got to tell you, man. The most passionate fan base in the world. I'm loving it. We got things that are happening, man. The team is moving, and I think it's going in the right direction. We shall see. But one thing is for show. Raider Nation ain't going no place. We's here to stay. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>